The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash this Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those who can never know enough about history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking back at a bittersweet moment in Irish history, the sad but necessary evacuation of the Blasket Islands. The day was November 17, 1953. The Irish government evacuated the last remaining residents of the Blasket Islands. The rugged six-island archipelago lies three miles off the west coast of Ireland's Dingle Peninsula. It's the westernmost part of the country, and some people joke that the next Irish parish after the Blaskets is the U.S., Massachusetts in particular. The largest of the islands, the Great Blasket, was inhabited for centuries by a small, close-knit community of Irish fishermen and farmers. Some families had lived on the island for generations. Others settled there during the first half of the 19th century, after being evicted from their homes on the mainland. Many of them found a better way of life on the island. They fished, farmed, and hunted for their food, and got on well with their neighbors. That said, Life on the rocky, windswept island was never easy. There were no stores, pubs, priests, or doctors, and getting to the nearest town required a three-mile boat ride and a five-mile walk each way. That was a long way to go for bread flour or medicine, and since the weather didn't always cooperate, the trip sometimes became longer and more perilous than expected. It was probably a relief then, in the early 20th century, when scholars from across Europe took an interest in the islanders and began making frequent trips to see them. Many of the visitors came to study the unique language of the Great Blasket, an especially pure form of Irish, uncorrupted by the English spoken on much of the mainland. They also tried to preserve that language for posterity 
by encouraging the residents to record their own experiences in writing. Up until that point, the Blasket community had relied only on oral storytelling to pass down history and traditions. But thanks to those visiting anthropologists, a few of the more literary-minded residents were convinced to put pen to paper. The result was a rich and surprisingly extensive canon that includes renowned autobiographical works such as The Island Man by Thomas O'Crone, Twenty Years A-Growing by Maurice O'Sullivan, and Peg by Peg Sayers. Those lyrical accounts of daily life on the island helped preserve the community's culture, memories, and language, and they became all the more vital once it was time for the islanders to bid their home farewell. The Great Blasket's population peaked in 1916 at 176 people. From that point on, the number steadily declined, with most of the younger generation choosing to leave, either to settle on the mainland or to head west to America. By the 1940s, there were only a few dozen islanders left, most of whom were getting older and feeling increasingly cut off from the rest of the world. It was hard for some of them to walk up a hill, much less make the trip to the mainland, and with fewer people to farm and fish, food shortages became increasingly common in the small village. Rising sea levels and extreme weather patterns presented their own challenges. The Great Blasket is only about three miles long and a half mile wide. It has very few trees and structures, and the highest point on the island is less than a thousand feet above sea level. High winds and waves posed a serious threat to residents on the lower part of the island, especially since they were completely cut off from emergency services. By the late 1940s, conditions had grown so dire that some of the islanders started to petition the government for help. It took a few years to work out the logistics, but in 1953, the Taisha, or Prime Minister of Ireland, finally ordered an island-wide evacuation. There were only 22 residents left by that point, and while they were sad to leave their homes, most agreed there was no future for them on the island. With that grim realization in mind, the Blasket Islanders gathered on the shore on November 17, 1953, with all of their furniture and belongings. They waited there for an officer of the Irish Land Commission to arrive, at which point they were ferried over the sound and taken to four newly built cottages in the nearby village of Duncan. Living on the mainland was a difficult adjustment for all of them, but the younger generation had an easier time than the older islanders. Some families crossed the Atlantic to the U.S., while others stayed put on the Dingle Peninsula in sight of their former home. Those who did later helped establish the Blasket Center, a museum in County Kerry that celebrates the legacy of the islanders, including their many literary achievements. So even though the island has been uninhabited for the past 70 years, the story of those who once called it home lives on. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always pass them along by writing to this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class.
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 